everyone. Welcome to New Point Community Church. Thanks for joining our podcast today. We pray that this series and this message inspires you to grow your faith and builds your relationship with Jesus. Enjoy today's message. Good morning, New Point. Isn't that great, huh? I don't know of a better way for you and I to invest our time and our energy and our skills than in our young people. And you know what? We've got a group of people who are doing that week in and week out. They are taking time to invest in your kids, your grandkids, your nieces, your nephews, the good news of Jesus. And people are wondering, you know, how are we going to change America? Where's the hope lie? All of those different things right there. And so if you're looking for a place to do ministry, I would encourage you to talk to your campus pastor, those who are leading children's ministry and student ministry, and just say, hey, you know what? I'd like to sign up for the fall. I'd like to invest in them. And I promise you, you will learn a lot, okay? They will teach you incredible, unbelievable things. It'll be fun. It'll be rewarding. And there's not a greater investment to to put yourself into. So I encourage you to do that. And for all of you who are doing that, I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. There's not a greater investment than in our young people. Now, we're in a series called The Relationship Survival Guide, a field guide to the art of living with people. And Jesus is our example. And no one did relationships better than Jesus. He was a master at it. And Jesus never avoided conflict. Do you know that? If it was necessary, you know what? He embraced it. If it wasn't necessary, then he walked by it. But he created it sometimes. He provoked it sometimes. It was there. And if you and I are going to be great at relationships, then we have to learn how to be able to handle conflict. We have to be able to do that. And there's three responses to conflict that Jesus did. Sometimes he avoided it. Sometimes he resolved it. Sometimes he created it. But most of us have a misunderstanding about conflict, don't we? We think that we should keep peace at all costs, even if it means swallowing my hurts, even if it means not being honest with my feelings, even if it means to ignore the problem, even if it means to pretend that everything is okay. And yet you'll never have great relationships. You'll never have a great marriage. You'll never have a great family. You'll never have a great work culture if you avoid conflict, if you avoid telling the truth. You see, repressing the truth is not the answer. You and I are called to speak the truth and you'll never have a healthy relationship unless you tell the truth. First to yourself. You got to be honest with yourself. You got to tell yourself the truth. You got to quit lying to yourself that everything is okay when it's not okay. You got to quit pretending. And so you have to tell yourself the truth and just say, hey, you know what? I'm going to be honest with myself and I'm going to tell myself the truth. Because what happens is untruths 
devastate plans. They, they corrupt relationships. They, they, they destroy your spirit. And so we have to be people who tell the hard truth. The question is, how do we do it? How do we do it? And why is it necessary that you and I tell the truth? First to ourselves, and then to others. Well, Proverbs says it like this. Someone who holds back the truth causes trouble, but the one who openly confronts works for peace. Wow. Aren't you glad you're here? The one who what? The one who openly confronts work for peace. See, there's a theory that honesty is the best policy, but we have a hard time living by that, don't we? I mean, it's a struggle because it takes tremendous courage to be able to tell yourself the truth as well as others. And I know what we're thinking. You know, you're saying, Dwight, if I was honest with my father and I told him how I really felt, he wouldn't speak to me again. If I told my husband how I really felt about our marriage and where I think it's at, he'd leave me. If I told my wife about my frustration about our intimacy, our, our, our sexual life, our love life, then she would say, you have a one-track mind. If I told my boss that what he or she is doing is unethical, they'd probably fire me. If I shared with my friend, hey, do you know that you're coming across this way and that you're really not being kind? Then they would unfriend me. You see, love is not easy. It's not always fun. It takes courage. Sometimes it's flat out hard. And sometimes it's telling the truth. Sometimes it's openly confronting those. You see, we've been looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and it says love rejoices with the what? The truth. The truth about me, the truth about you. And so we have to make a commitment. If you're going to have strong, healthy, growing, flourishing relationships, then you have to be one who is committed to speak the truth and speak the truth in love. Paul goes on to say this in one of his letters. He says, we will lovingly follow the truth at all times, even when it's hard, speaking truly, dealing truly, living truly, and so become more and more in every way like Christ. You see, you and I cannot become like Christ unless somebody is telling us the truth. You won't grow. You won't mature. You won't grow up as, as we saw in that little video unless somebody is telling you the truth. And it first has to begin with yourself, telling yourself the truth, and then allowing other people and giving other people permission to tell the truth. I love this right here. It says that truth requires you to love and love requires you to be truthful. You ever heard this? I just loved them too much to tell them that. No, you didn't. You're lying to yourself. You loved you. You didn't want to go where it was uncomfortable. And so the fact of the matter is you loved your feelings and, and, and your comfort zone more than you love the other person. 
Y'all okay? See, you got to tell yourself the truth. The reason why we don't say hard things and difficult things to people is because we love ourselves more than we love them. Because Jesus said, what did Jesus say? Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth will what? Set you free. So what happens is you and I can't go on pretending to be somebody that we're not. We have to tell ourselves the truth and then we have to tell those in our life the truth. And when you are telling the truth, you are inspiring and motivating other people. Do you know that? Because you're giving them the courage to be able to give you the truth as well. And when it isn't for selfish gain, you're doing them an incredible, unbelievable favor. Because speaking the truth to one another is staying true to who you are. And I'm telling you, you will solve many of your problems today. Many of your problems today, you say, man, I just wish this would go away. I wish this could be resolved. I wish this could be solved. It'll never happen unless you speak the truth. And when you begin to speak the truth, you begin not to be so much concerned with what other people think. See, the world is too afraid to be honest today. And so we pretend and we lie. And what happens is that creates chaos, that creates confusion. I love what it says in Proverbs. It says, it is dangerous to be concerned with what others think of you. But if you trust the Lord, you are safe. You see, it's really not what you think about me that matters. Y'all right? It's what God thinks about me and what I think about me that really matters. That's the key. Because I can't run from me. I can run from you. And so why should we tell the truth? Let me give you some reasons why. Y'all okay this morning? Huh? Let me give you some reasons why we need to speak the truth. Number one, you'll be obeying Jesus. Okay? You want to obey Jesus? If you love me, you will keep my commands. He tells us to speak the truth in love. Here's another one. You experience peace because you'll be doing the right thing and it'll have a direct impact on yourself. You, you see, peace isn't where you have no conflict. That's false peace. True peace is when you're true to yourself and you're true to you know that which is right. How about this third one? You'll inspire others. I've seen this in meetings. I've seen somebody be in a meeting and you know what? They had the courage to say what everybody else was thinking. They had the courage to address the elephant in the room. And guess what? It brought to life the whole meeting and then other people started to what? Speak up. It inspires people. How about this one right here? You'll overcome fear. You'll become stronger and braver. You'll stop giving control to other people. I've had these moments of where I've had to speak the truth and I walked away and I think I grew six inches. And I just thought, you know what, Mason? I am so proud of you because you did the hard thing. You spoke the truth. You told the truth. And it'll cause you to be able to overcome fear. How about this one right here? You'll open your heart. People will truly know what you're thinking and what you want because they can't read your mind. And so your heart will be open. You'll be vulnerable. You'll be honest. You'll be transparent. How about this one right here? You'll become brave. You'll grow up. 
You'll, you'll develop those muscles of being able to say, I'm going to tell the truth. You'll make a difference. This is huge. You'll make a difference in people's lives because that's the only way that we can grow. That's the only way that we can develop. That's the only way that we can become more like Christ. You'll make a lasting impact. You'll make a lasting impression when you tell the truth. How about this one right here? You'll be genuine. You'll be genuine. Nothing is more admirable than a person who is authentic and genuine, and you know, you know what? They tell you the truth. They're honest with you. They're not phonies. They tell you the truth. Y'all okay? How about this one right here? You'll save yourself from trouble. You'll save yourself from trouble because the reason why we get ourselves in trouble, you say, well, the reason why I get myself in trouble is because I tell the truth. Maybe you don't speak the truth in love. We're going to talk about that here in a moment. But you will save yourself a lot of trouble when you speak the truth. How about number 10? You will be listened to. You know why? Because you'll be respected. You'll be respected. They'll say, hey, you know what? I don't always agree with her, but you know what? I know she'll always tell me the truth and I need some truth. And people will come to you for advice because they know that you won't, you won't lie to them. You'll give them the truth and they'll take you at your word. How about this one right here? You'll become empowered. There's something empowering about telling the truth, isn't there? Hey, I'm just gonna tell the truth and you know what? I'm just gonna let the chips fall wherever they may. And it develops confidence. Let me give you this last one. And that is this, you will develop character character that'll help you to navigate all through life. Integrity is huge. Integrity is huge. And then let me give you the the baker's dozen, okay? The 13th one is this, you will be a friend. You got a friend that tells you the truth? You know what? You're blowing it in your marriage. You know what? You're blowing it with your son. You know what? You're blowing it at work. Somebody who will tell you the truth. I love this quote. This quote is powerful. It says, when you want to help people, you will tell them the truth. When you want to help yourself, you will tell them what they want to hear. See, that's a true friend. A true friend will tell you not what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. Scripture tells us faithful are the wounds of what? Of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy is deceit. See, I I, I want to be known, and I, I know that you do too. You want to be known as someone who will tell the truth because you know what? I want the best for you, and I'm willing to risk our friendship to be able to tell you the truth. I'm willing to, to have some discomfort in our marriage. I, I, I'm willing to be a little bit unpopular at work to tell the truth. See, Paul tells us this. He says, speak the truth in love. Speak the truth in love. And so the question is, do I want to help somebody or do I want to help myself? Do I want to benefit somebody or do I want to benefit myself? I love what Paul Tripp says. He says this, truth that is not spoken in love ceases to be truth because it is twisted by other humans' agendas. So you got to speak truth in love. Love that is not guided by truth ceases to be what? Ceases to be love. It ceases to be love. 
because it is divorced from God's agenda. You see, speaking the truth is always a part of God's agenda. That's why you and I have to speak the truth in love. Apart from love, it's not a part of God's agenda because God wants you and I to speak the truth to ourselves and to one another so that we can develop, so that we can grow, so that we can be all that he has created us to be. So what we wanna do is we wanna confront in truth, but we want to affirm in love. And how do we do that? How do we confront in truth and affirm in love? Because I'm telling you, this, this is a must in marriages. We lie all the time in marriages. And that's why, I don't know what happened. We just drifted apart because you didn't tell one another the truth. You weren't honest with one another. And so for you and I to do that, we got to confront in love okay, or in truth, but we got to affirm in love. So how do we do that? Okay, I want to give you some basic things this morning. Here's the first one. You got to be considerate. You got to be considerate. You might have a word of truth, but you got to speak it in love. You've got to be considerate. And this is very, very, very important. Very, very, very important. You got to be considerate of who you're talking to, whether it's your spouse, whether it's your son, whether it's your daughter, whether it's your boss, whether it's an employee, whether it's a friend, you have to be considerate. You can never use truth as a club. Paul says it like this in Galatians, dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by some sin, you who are godly, that's godlike, okay? And he's what? Love, he's patient, he's kind, he's understanding, he's long-suffering, all right? Should gently and what? Humbly help that person back on the right path. See, that's the goal. The goal of speaking the truth is to help the person get back on the right track with your marriage, with your friendship with your family, at work. And he says it, he says, do it gently and do it with humility. Ecclesiastes gives us a hint on this. He says, there is a right time and a right way to what? To do everything. Timing is everything when you have a difficult conversation. You gotta do it at the right time. Can I give us some, some coaching here? Don't go to bed and before you fall asleep, hey, honey, I need to tell you something. That's poor timing. That's bad timing. That's not doing it in love. That's not being considerate. So you don't, you don't want to have this conversation when you're tired, when you're frustrated, or when you're under pressure. I've had to do this on staff, and there's times I've gone home in the afternoon, and I've taken a nap because I didn't have much energy because of what I spent in the early mornings. And I said, if I'm going to have this conversation, I got to be at my best. I've got to have energy. I got to have the ability to focus. I got to have the ability to, to, to concentrate so that I can be what? Considerate. Otherwise, I won't. James tells us this. He says, be quick to listen and slow to what? Speak. And so what happens is to be considerate means, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm going to be slow to speak and I'm going to be quick to listen. I'm not just going to jump to what? To conclusions. Paul continues and he says this. He says, speak only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs because you want to get them back on track. That it may what? Benefit those who are listening. 
And so speak only what is helpful for building them up. See, this is about you developing them, helping them, helping your marriage, helping your friendship, helping the workplace, helping um, uh, the family. So what happens is you wanna be considerate. You need to be willing to hear them out. Seek to understand before being understood and helping them according to their needs. This is not, you know, speak. I think sometimes we, we say we speak the truth and what really what we're doing is we're venting. I just got to get this off my chest. And the fact of the matter is it's about, it's about you more than it is about them. But you want to be considerate. It's to build them up, not tear them down. It's according to their needs. And so you want to be considerate. And if you're not considerate, then you're not speaking the truth in love. You're not a part of God's agenda for their life. Here's the second one. And that is this. You got to be clear. You got to be clear. It is unkind to be unclear. It's unkind to have people guess and to think that they can read your mind. He can't read your mind. She can't read your mind. You have to be willing to be clear and clear in a couple of areas. One is in your motive, in your motive. What do we say? Speak the truth in love. Check your motive. Is your motive pure? Why do I really need to have this conversation in the first place? Is it because I'm so angry and I'm so frustrated and I just got to get it off my chest and I need to put them in their place? Or is it really according to their needs? I want to see them grow. I want to see them become the best version of themselves. I want to see them be all that God has created them to be. So, so you got to have a, a clear motive. You got to be able to define the issue. Okay. You got to be able to do that. And so you want to be clear on your motive because you might just be irritated. You might be annoyed by them. You might be frustrated by them. And so what happens is you want to vent. You want to get some things off of your chest. Or you might want to get even with them. In some way, they frustrated you. And so you're going to get even with them. And so it's not about building them up. It's about tearing them down. Or maybe you want to feel superior to them. And so you want to be able to be clear on your motive. Paul says it like this. He says, in whatever you do, don't let selfishness or pride be your guide. So I, I'm not speaking this because I'm, I'm being selfish. I'm feeling a little bit insecure, and so I want to put you in your place. Or pride, I feel superior. He says, be humble and honor others more than yourself. That's your motive, okay? And so he says four things here. He says, don't be what? Selfish. That's a hidden agenda. Don't have a hidden agenda when you're speaking the truth in love. He says, pride. Don't be prideful. That means don't go into this conversation with your friend or your spouse feeling superior to them, okay? He says, be humble. Be humble. Why? Because you live in a glass house. You live in a glass house. I've had conversations with family members. I've had conversations here at, at New Point. And one of my prayers have been, God, I, I need to clothe myself with humility. Help me not to jump to conclusions. Help me to understand where they're coming from and why this has happened. 
And then he says here, he says, honor others. That means don't belittle them. Don't intimidate them. Don't come across with sarcastic words. You ready for this? Don't swear or cuss at them. Okay? This does not show genuine concern. It does not show that you're interested in their well-being or that you want to help them and you want to build them up. So you've got to be clear about your motive. And then you need to be clear about the message. What is it that you want to say? This is so huge. You know, one, one of the things that I've tried to do is have a five by seven card and write out my thoughts. Because this is hard for me, okay? My tendency is to be a people pleaser. Y'all all right? You're saying you're kidding me. You sound like a gorilla, okay? No, I, I want people to like me. And if I don't plan my message, then guess what? Then, then, then I'm vague, I'm not clear. And so you don't want to shoot from the hip. You don't want to speak off the cuff. That's why timing is so important. Get in here, I need to tell you something. You're shooting from the hip, you're speaking from the cuff. And you know what? You're probably going to hurt more than you're going to help. And so what happens is you have to think through it. You have to pray through it. Or you'll not have the impact. You'll not make the difference that you would like. I love this from Proverbs. Intelligent people think before they speak. What they say then is more persuasive. Being abrasive does not make you and I more persuasive. And so you want to be clear about the message. I've done this with our kids because I grew up in a home that we had no conflict. I mean, none. We didn't have conflict in my home. And so I've struggled with it all of my life. I've gotten better at it, but I've struggled with it all my life. And one thing I said, because here, here, here's, let me just help you with something. I'm going to chase a rabbit just for 30 seconds, okay? Here's what you need to think about this afternoon. What have you gotten from your mom and dad that's not working well for you? Y'all okay on that one? Because you're more like him and you're more like her than what you think. And one of the things, we never had conflict. And yet, guess what? You go out into adult world, you constantly have conflict. And so I, I, I said to Patty, I said, one thing we're going to do, we're going to teach our kids to, to handle conflict. And so whether it was with a coach, I never talked to one of their coaches, never went and talked to one of their coaches, never went and talked to one of their teachers. You know what I said? You're frustrated with your coach. You're frustrated with your teacher. Let's sit down and let's talk. Let's make a plan. And so they'd get their five by seven card out. Okay, here we go. Now, go. Now you're ready. Because the better you plan, the more persuasive you are. That's why Jesus said it like this. He said, all you need to say is simply yes or no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. So you want to be clear on the issue. You want to be clear on, on, on your expectations. And you want to be clear on what you need to say. And so what happens is you ask for feedback. Here's what, I, here's what I'm saying. Are, are you hearing? Can you tell me what you're hearing? Because I want to make sure that we're, we're on the same page. Because communication is, is so hard. And so you want to be able to be clear. You want to be considerate. And then finally, you want to be courageous. And, and I'm telling you, it's huge. It's huge to speak 
the truth in love. It takes enormous courage. And when I have people come and speak the truth to me, and they do, I tell them thanks. Because I I know I can be intimidating. I know all of that. And if somebody's coming to me with a problem or an issue, I'm saying, dude, I admire you. Girl, way to go. I think that's great. Because the reason why we don't is because we stuff our feelings down. We, we, we stuff how we feel down and we don't tell the truth. And so what happens is it causes trouble. It causes issues. And you don't want that. You want to be courageous. That's why telling the truth, okay, empowers you. It gives you confidence. It's hard. Yes, it's difficult. But you can't allow fear to become greater than your love. I love you so much. I'm going to tell you the truth. And you know what? I'm going to risk you being mad at me. I'm going to risk you being disappointed with me. I'm going to risk my own discomfort because I value our relationship. Because if it continues to go down this path, guess what? We're not going to be friends. We're not going to be married. Married. We're not going to have a healthy family. And so you got to have it. It's scary. You say, Dwight, you still get nervous all the time. I hate it. But I don't want to settle for superficial relationships. I want to be genuine. I want to grow. I need to grow. I got blind spots. I have weaknesses. I don't get it right all the time. I want somebody to love me enough to tell me the truth. Just for the record, I got some people who love me enough, okay? And I hope that you do too. But we need to be considerate. We need to be clear. We need to be courageous. It's not just flying off the handle. Proverbs says it this way. The fear of human opinion disables. Trusting in God protects you from that. You see, trust is a decision. It's believing that God will help you. It's believing that God will prepare the way. It's believing that God will prepare that person's heart because you're praying and you're saying, God, I don't want to make it about me. I want this to be beneficial for all who hear. I want it to be a time of building up, of helping, of encouraging. And so for that to happen, I must absorb the initial anger or frustration from the other person. And I must affirm them and say, hey, I just want you to know that I love you and this is hard for me to do, but I care about you and I care about our relationships. And I want you to know that I want to be a true friend and it takes enormous courage. So let me ask you, who have you not felt love towards? You know, the fact of the matter is you've distanced yourself because they frustrated you, they've annoyed you, they've angered you, they've whatever. It might be a parent, it might be a son, it might be a daughter, it might be a friend, it might be a coworker. And and, and you feel that something's missing in that relationship because you've stuffed your feelings down. And whenever you do that, whenever I do that, it causes trouble. You're stuffing the truth. You're not speaking the truth in love. And so now what happens is you're resentful. You're even bitter. And it's killing your relationship. Proverbs 27.6 says this, 
Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Listen to me very carefully, and I'm going to wrap up. Don't mistake kindness with not speaking the truth. The most unkind thing you can do is not tell the truth. You go to a doctor, you got a doctor's appointment this week. Well, I just couldn't tell them what was really going on. No, what do we say to the doctor? Tell me the truth. Because if you don't tell me the truth, then I can't address it. There's nothing that I can do. Maybe you've been praying about a relationship and you're frustrated, but you haven't told the truth. Today, I want to encourage you to tell the truth. Take the risk. Be considerate. Be clear of your motive, of your message, and be courageous. Proverbs says it like this. I love Proverbs. He who speaks strong words to a man will later find more favor than he who gives false respect with his tongue. Wow. You see, that's what I want New Point to be. You're not always going to agree with everything that I say or everything that's said from this platform. If you did, I wouldn't come here because I'm not here to tickle your ears. I'm here to tell you the truth because I love you. Because I love you. I want this to always be a safe place that we can have conversations about everything that's happening in our world and in your life and to be able to say, what's the truth on that? And then let you wrestle with it and confront you in truth, but affirm you in love. You see, this is why groups are so important. This is why you need to have some friends you need to live in community. Proverbs says it like this in 18.1, a man who isolates himself seeks his own desire. See, I, I want to be around other strong people. <laughs> you know why? Because I need somebody strong in my life to tell me the truth. People say, I, I, I don't do groups. You don't grow either. You're a miniature you, emotionally, intelligence-wise, all that. You know why? Because you don't have anybody telling you the truth because you can't grow without truth. It says a man isolates himself or a woman isolates herself, seeks their own desire. I already made up my mind. Don't confuse me with the facts. I know what I want. Don't tell me the truth. He rages against all wise judgment. So here's the key. It's a hard truth. Be considerate. Be clear with your motive and your message. Be courageous, but let's tell the truth to one another so that we can be built up, so that we can be helped, so that we can grow in our marriages, in our families, in our workplace, and that he'll get the honor. Would you pray with me? God, we thank you today for Jesus who told people the truth. We thank you that he was willing to share his life, that he loved us enough that he would tell us the truth. And today, God, we pray for courage. This is hard. It's scary. It's frightening. It's fearful. And the enemy would love for us to shrink back, but you would love for us to stand up and to be bold and be courageous, but at the same time, be considerate and kind and clear. So help us in all of our relationships. God, if you brought somebody to mind that we need to go to, maybe tell the truth to, help us to do it in a kind way, a loving way, a way that benefits them. 
And we pray this in the name of Christ. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. If you want to know more about us, please visit our website at newpoint.org. There you'll find past messages, parent resources, times and locations to all of our physical campuses, or you could just download our app at newpoint.org app. There you can find all those same resources just in a mobile version. We want to say thank you again for joining us, and we'll see you next time.